Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. This week, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, um, which our guest very thankfully chose for us, and which I uh, have watched many, many times. I don't know if I told you that, Jane. But first, you were going to tell us about some some teen-related <laughs> activities that you did this weekend, Jane. Yesterday... And it's sort of related to our movie. I went, I live in New Jersey now, but went back to West Caldwell and we did a pizza crawl and a pizza rating thing where I like created a form and a map and we worked our way from the top of Bloomfield Ave to the bottom of Bloomfield Ave and went to eight pizza places. Oh shit. And rated them all. And probably the most teen vibes I felt was when we um, sprawled out on the grass of a church in the shade. And ate some ate some pizza. There was like a discarded Froyo cup that had like dribbled all over the grass. And I imagined the teens <laughs> there earlier in the day, and just walked around town. Extremely so poetic. Did you um? Were you like served by any teen teens working at the pizza stores or not? Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, or we went to a coffee shop that was that a teen gave me filled in my water teens. bottle because I was it was really hot and we were eating a lot of salt and so needed to stay hydrated. Um, yeah, there were teens that served us. I was talking about this with someone yesterday, but we were talking about how like obviously the about the same age of high schoolers go work at like DQ and stuff like every year. But as we get older, they start to look like younger and younger. Yeah. You're like, so oh, like no, a child. This they is a look child. like they're 12 years old. Yeah. Like serving you Dairy Queen. <laughs> or pizza. Um, Jane, we also saw each other recently and watched a movie with teens, with very specific types of teens in it. For teens a moment. That, teens that they are were teens. there for a moment. <laughs> we can talk about it later. Um, but I'm I'm really happy that you brought up, um, or that you happened to take a romp around New Jersey because I do think, as you said, it is, it is related to this film, which uh, our guest... Uh, also had chosen for us, um, maybe based on that. Do you want to introduce her? Yes. All right. Darren Robinson is a writer-performer from D.C. and based in Chicago. Her jokes have been published in The Onion, and starting this fall, mm. she will begin a fully funded MFA in writing for screen and stage at Northwestern University. Hey. Hi. Hi. How are you guys? Very Hi. good. Thank you so much for being on the show to talk about New Jersey and teens. <laughs> Absolutely. Those are two topics that I love. So <laughs> um, we always in. we always ask, uh, what type of teen were you? I was uh, pretty studious. Uh, I went to an all girls Catholic school. <gasps> so yeah, it was a trip. Uh, but I was very studious. I was really artsy. Uh, my friends, uh, I was in high school between like 2011 and 2014. Uh, so lots of vampire weekend and, and mm. stuff like that. Like, and all my friends called me a hipster uh, <laughs> just because I didn't like mainstream music. I was one of those people who was like, oh, if it's top 40, like, yes. I don't like it. Like, yes. you know, wow. you know, that's so basic. But, you know, but I got along with everyone. I was friendly. I would say I was a friendly hipster. 
<laughs> alt, alt teen. Yeah, that's very related to this movie. Mm-hmm. And that makes me very excited. Because I think I also like, I like sort of caught the tail end when like 500 Days of Summer was coming out and like this movie, like I sort of caught the alt teen rise. But like I was definitely not that. And so like I was a little jealous of that. Um, Darren, had you seen this movie before? Yes, I've seen this movie uh, several times. Uh, I rewatched it recently just to prepare for this. And uh, it's great. It has a very special place in my heart because yeah. I feel like, um, I guess, what year did it come out? Like 08? 08. Yeah. Yep. Did you yeah. go see it in theaters? <clears throat> Do you remember? I did. I did. I was in, I guess I was in sixth grade at the time. So I was like a, a tween, like, you know, mm. 12 or 12 I was 12 uh and so you know I really resonated with the characters because of their love of music and uh they're from New Jersey my mom's whole side of the family is from New Jersey like all my cousins are from New Jersey it was like a second home for me growing up in DC we'd just like drive up the coast and hang out with my cousins and so when they were talking about you know Englewood up to no good mm-hmm. Hoboken, Hoboken no, no joking joke <laughs> I had cousins who lived like right near Hoboken so oh, um, that's awesome yeah. <laughs> uh Jane had you seen this or did you see it yes. when it came out I yeah. I have like no clue when I saw it, but I think I've only seen it once or twice, and I had fond I had fond memories of it. Like I like went in happy, and I came out happy. I'll say. I think I I I didn't see it in theater. I think I pirated this movie. <laughs> I think this was like in the early days of me like learning how to torrent. And I remember specifically watching it because someone was like, the soundtrack is really good. And it was, again, like the allure of like the indie teen and like Mm -hmm. Vampire Weekend taking off. Um, And I remember seeing it and being like, oh, yeah, like, let me go LimeWire the rest of the soundtrack. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um, But I've seen it a bunch of times, just happened to watch it with people or it being um, on, on HBO or something. And um, I didn't really know anything about New Jersey when I saw this. So, Darren, I was still living, I, I grew up in the Philippines, and I was still living in Manila when I saw this, and I didn't know I would end up in the States. And I am pretty sure that I didn't really realize they were in the Lower East Side as they were, like, running around New York. Um, yeah, and it's right there, and it's, it's yeah. that close. So my mom actually, so fun story. So my mom and her best friend growing up, uh, they had a band uh, called Sunday, like S-U-N-D-A-E, like a, an ice cream sundae. And my mom played um, saxophone and he played another instrument, um, I think percussion. Uh, and they used to, as teenagers, literally high schoolers would take the train into New York uh, from they're from they were from East Orange, which is kind of near like Newark, New Jersey. So yep. not far. It's a suburb. It's like a half hour. But they would take the train into the city and they would do these um, gigs at night. And my mom was like, "Yeah, I'd sit in the bathroom stall at these bars and like do my math homework at like <gasps> one a.m. in the morning." Whoa. And um, so watching this movie and seeing like Nick with his band really like resonated me I was like oh that's like that's my mom really like, literally has she seen I... it um she hasn't but my cousins and I have and we're like oh my cousins are like that's like aunt Susan Aww. my mom and then fact, her friend who she grew up with I call him my uncle Benny but he is in earth wind and fire no oh my no fucking God. way what is happening 
He is. He's in Earth, Wind, and Fire. So that was cool, too. That's like, so cool. Yeah, looking at Nick, like, with <gasps> Nora and how Nora's dad's the record producer, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, like, I totally get that. People, wow. like, thinking you're cool or, like, your whole identity mm-hmm. is around this famous person who you're related to, especially being someone, like, in the industry. Yeah. I know, like, a lot of musicians who are like, oh, so, like, you get to go backstage at Earth, Wind, and Fire? Like, have you tried spinning that into like a music career? And I do comedy. So I'm like, that's not me. But also I'm like, that's, I never say that as a fun fact about myself. Cause it's yeah. not about me. It's about, uh, my my uncle so right yeah your mom sounds like a very cool teen or um, she was a cool teen she was voted <laughs> she was voted second most popular at her high school and uh problematic but <laughs> good for her <laughs> no no yeah very weird um she was voted second most popular only behind somebody who had a bunch of siblings so mm. it was like one of those families where they had like a kid come through every two years and everybody knew like yeah. these siblings and so for her to be second most popular was uh, a feat was did they rank everyone like was everyone ranked on <laughs> class on rank. popularity class or rank was there released a top three popularity. <laughs> uh, I, I think it was just a superlative thing but she I think was a lot like me in that um again like I was studious in high school and, and artsy but like I got along with everyone like you were popular I never I never had I wouldn't say it was popular I would just say I didn't have beef with anyone like I'm intimidated (laughs) I hate clicks I hate drama I don't have time for that sometimes you know when people have like Twitter threads where they're like telling a story about something I'm like I can't I I have a thing I say protect your peace Mm -hmm. that's a good that's a good mindset I have sweet where in DC did you live so um, I was born in Northeast, and then uh, my parents moved to the suburbs. Uh, so the gorgeous Prince George's, Prince George's County. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> sorry. Is every part of New Jersey just like... This is D.C. No, this is, oh, okay, this okay. is the D.C. area. No, this, this is, is just, just a like nickname. a thing. <laughs> Coming up with like rhyming nicknames. Yeah. What's uh, happening? <laughs> no, I call I call it the gorgeous Prince George's, but it's uh, Prince George's. It's like, um, do you know University of Maryland? Like I grew. I up lived in DC right for I lived in the DC area for like seven or eight years. No way. Where yeah, you? so we have a lot of crossover because yeah. I and now I live in Jersey City. No way. Yeah. yeah, I went to I went to high school though in DC in Georgetown. Oh okay. Um, okay. okay, right, that makes sense. Yeah, and also another connection with Nora from the movie is that mm-hmm. I think she goes to a, a, a girls' school, right? Yes, yeah. she goes. With, I think um, is it a Catholic school or it's no, no, it's an all girls' school. I don't know if it's a Catholic school. I think but... they were wearing uniforms though. Yeah, I, I was all about that uniform life. Yeah. So I got to college and I like literally like kindergarten through high school, Catholic school, uniforms. You don't have to think about what you're wearing. So I got to college and I like did not know how to dress myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's taken me, it's been like, uh, I guess seven years since I started undergrad. I'm 25 now and I'm just now figuring out this is my personal taste. Mm. I, had the, I had the same experience because I also went to schools with uniforms and then I remember like, it, because if you have a school with a uniform, you can just be like, okay. And then when it's cold, I just have my uniform and then a jacket. But like, you do have to like actually change <laughs> like layer like warm clothes like <laughs> that's like also I I just didn't understand that you can also just like change what you what you what style you want for each part of the year no yeah. I, I I that was like a tiny part of the movie but I also I, I I almost wish we like spent a little more time 
um, just that their normal life. Because I forgot how quickly this this movie moves. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it it trucks, it tracks and trucks along, and I love it. <laughs> I read it's that. I read that they actually filmed and like added all of the scenes that start the movie after they had completed it. So originally, it started at the gig that he that oh. Nick goes to and then they added all of the like stuff in his room and stuff at her wow. school. So we weren't going to get we were going to get nothing and then they okay, added a little yeah. bit. Okay, yeah. So okay, just to back up a little bit. So Nick and Norris in the playlist came out in 08. <laughs> um directed by Peter Sollett and written by Do you know how to pronounce the writer's last name? No. Okay. I don't know. L- Lauren Scafaria, I'm going to guess. Um, oh, Lorraine Scafaria. Lorraine Scafaria. She just also she wrote undirected Hustlers. Hustlers, yes. Oh. Which I, I I recognized her name from that, and then I was like, mm. oh, like I no love wonder. Hustlers. Yeah, I love and, Hustlers. And, y'all, guess who she's dating? <gasps> Do y'all know her boyfriend? No, Bo Burnham. What? I did know that. I did know that. I looked that up, and they have like a massive age difference. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, and they're just like age hot cap, artists cap, together. Um, I didn't know that. What a great, what a great little tidbit. Um, I didn't, I knew that she had been, had done Hustlers, but I thought that like she, I thought the person who did Hustlers like hadn't done anything else for some reason. I thought like that was like part of it. No, but she's, she also, she's also she from wrote, New Jersey. Um, she wrote Seeking a Friend for Seeking the End a of friend. the World. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she, she's also from New Jersey. She is not, I, to my knowledge, she's not like the daughter of a music exec. <laughs> that was not her childhood. Well, this is actually based on a. It's based on a book. It's based on a book by yeah. by two people, Rachel Cohn and David Levitan. And some of it is a little different. Like in the book, um, you can actually um, uh, in the book it's it's alternating, um, and you can actually well you can't find it anymore. But they had actually recorded voiceover parts of the book to mimic like the voiceover like narration of the two different um, people for the Ooh. for. I forget their names nick and nora (laughs) um but though but they eventually axed that they were like that's not going to be in the movie um which which is fine they also um just like had a lot of cameos so i don't know if that was just like a fun part about this movie that they just like had a bunch of like industry people like randomly in it as cameos so like Lorraine Scafaria is the drunk girl who makes out in the cab or in the back of the car mm-hmm. that they think is a cab. No and the way. guy is Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Andy Samberg is randomly mm-hmm. in it as a homeless man. I remember that. Like stuff part. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is just like fun they had, I guess, with all their friends as they were filming this. Um, but uh, she also, Jane, I wanted to tell you because we were just here. Um, Lorraine went to school at Montclair State University in Montclair, New Jersey, and that's where All she right. graduated. <laughs> um, that's cool. Uh, so she so she was hired to adapt the novel, and that was like her first book adaptation. Um, and she was like, Nora was totally me, much like Darren, you. Um, <laughs> and you know, was just like really excited to write about commuting into Manhattan at night. Um, and then something I also learned was that the cast did all these on location work um, during the nighttime. Yeah. So during the course of filming, they would just change their schedule and basically become nocturnal and sleep the whole day and then film from dusk until dawn, which sucks. Like that's, <laughs> that just like objectively sounds really rough. Um, 
Or like but, the life of like your average bartender. Yes, yeah. that's true. That's true. I think I think what would be hard is like almost just like switching back to normal. Like yeah. after that, uh, to then go to something else. They they also said like a lot of it they filmed in the winter, so sometimes they would be like in the van. But then, like, if they would film just two people in the van, they would just tell everyone else, like, okay, just, like, still be in the van, but, like, hide and be quiet so they didn't mm-hmm. have to go outside in the cold. <laughs> they would just, like, sit in the van, which is totally I would love to would be do. in that van. I want to like be – they should just have that van somewhere, the Nick <laughs> and Nora van. Well, Jen, there's a, there's a van on my street that's, like, the same kind. Uh... Have you seen it? <laughs> No, I haven't seen the van, a van on your street. Okay. <laughs> I've definitely walked by it with you, but there's a van on my street that's the same kind of like van that's red, red and white, and um, I think they just illegally park it there like full time, and I'm pretty sure like somebody lives out of it or at least just like sits in it all day and like. Do they get tickets? I think it's like some loophole, or they probably just move it for street cleaning and then put it back. Mm. You know. Um, but it's always in the same place. I will take a picture for the Twitter. Perfect. <laughs> it's the the van. Um, I was gonna ask you guys what was like your what's your what's your take on like Michael Sarah and Kat Dennings, like watching this movie? Um, I love Kat Dennings. I'm a Kat Dennings stan. I think she's so funny. I think she's also like very clearly knows her niche and like Mm -hmm. knows like every role I've seen her in has been like this kind of sarcastic like very smart sardonic kind of woman and and I think she plays that really well um but there was also a vulnerability to her because like her character's thing like kind of her journey is um she's never had an orgasm and so (laughs) her journey that's her journey her journey journey is to climax um yes and and she finally has one which is awesome but um you know I I thought that was really cool that she like had this she was very witty and had this tough exterior but also like has this part of her where she wasn't able to like open up emotionally or sexually with anyone and how Nick was able to give that to her Michael Sarah, uh I love Arrested Development um and he also knows exactly who he is. I think yeah. they both played exactly to their type. So much, so much of this movie, I'm like, what would this movie be like if it wasn't just these two? Yeah, people? good point. <laughs> I'll tell you what it would be like. Uh, Michael Sarah instead would be Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, oh, boo. <laughs> no, but what, like there was a time. Yeah, it where, could like, be that. Jesse yeah. Eisenberg was kind of like, especially after he did like Adventureland. Like he was like the um, the off brand Michael Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> And then became his own person. I'm I'm happy for Kat Dennings too, because like I almost think like she should have gotten more leads based on this, Mm. just because she's she's a good type and she's just like gorgeous and really really hot. And I think she she I had a deep appreciation for her in this. Right before this movie, she did um the House Bunny. So yes, she she must have been like really. Which I actually love. Yeah, which I which I remember. I saw that in theaters and I like enjoyed it. And then Michael Sarah, right before this movie, 2007, was super bad and Juno. Oh my god! So like he this was is just like up. them at their peak. Yeah. Wow. It, it's kind of it kind of takes me back to just their era. I do really like them as well, and they have this nice mixture of of like um, performative, witty speaking, but coming off natural. And I feel that the same way. Like Juno's like really. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like 
stylized speaking. Like stylized talking, um, yeah. And this has, like, a little of that, but, but, but like, you don't feel, like, alienated by it because they do seem really natural and they do seem to have this really nice chemistry mm-hmm. and, like, comfort together. And so I, I do th- think they're perfect, perfectly cast. Yeah. I read somewhere that uh, just about learning about screenwriting things, like, in – Juno she speaks in this very witty way but you notice that if you watch it again you realize whenever she speaks in this really stylized way and she's especially witty and especially like clever it's always because she's in some kind of emotionally uncomfortable situation Mm -hmm. um and so wit is like her weapon and it's like her shield um so that's what makes it I feel to me seem a little bit more natural like yeah uh, even though it's super stylized it's like w- when it's used it's used Diablo Cody did a great job with that movie but like it's used so carefully uh and so um calculated that uh you it seems like a defense yeah. mechanism if that makes yeah, sense yeah it's on yeah. purpose yeah and I think there's like a little of that here too where they're yes. like they're like when they're getting to know each other and they're they're saying Hoboken no joke and like they have they're they're uncomfortable with each other and then mm-hmm. they get more comfy yeah, um, I I just think like it's it's also just such rabbit food for like or that's not what I mean to say catnip for like smart <laughs> teens catnip rabbit food whatever it's just like such catnip for like smart teens watching this because oh, you like for sure because you're just like that's your your go to when you're awkward as a teen you're just trying to like do a saying that you saw on like Tumblr. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so much of this movie is like do a Tumblr what movie. I idealize. Like, I want my life to be like yes, that. Yes, like, yeah. Especially um, for for me, like literally living where they lived growing up. I mm. this was not my life. I was I did not drive into the city. I would be terrified to drive into. Th- I'm still freaking terrified to drive into yeah, the city. You don't city. like driving into the city. I did do that on Friday night. Um, and I survived. But um, fun fact: um, Kat Dennings' uh, real last name is Litwack. Um, and she just pursued acting under the professional surname Dennings, which um, Litwack. Litwack, because it's hard because I just say Cat Dennings, Cat Dennings. I can't imagine just calling her Cat. Um, but I, uh, <laughs> do you know anyone who's done that? I know someone who like she's not an actor, but like um, she she became a doctor and she changed her name and she said that like somebody, some business guy told her that like people judge their people pick their primary care physicians and like weird names like make them less likely to pick you and so she changed is her that just name. racism or like anti-semitism no, <laughs> like she's, what she's white uh they're i would say both the names are white one is just simpler i don't want to so say the people just want to go to like dr john okay i will say that like her former last name is a little similar to the word ostrich <laughs> okay <laughs> People don't want to get treated by Dr. Ostrich. But also, actually, if she I was a think pediatrician, if she was a pediatrician, yeah. that would be so fun, right? Like, Dr. Ostrich, oh, like the animal. Oh yeah, totally. And she can do, like, little zoo animals in her office. Like, she should switch to being She a should, I guess, you either have to, like, lean into it or you just, like, I guess, change your name. I just can't imagine. I was last night. I was talking with some friends about um, Richard Kind, the actor Richard Kind. Okay. Um, and uh, his last name—I don't even know if his real last name is Kind. I was like, "Do you think maybe this guy Richard was like, I'm gonna just choose an adjective that describes <laughs> me, and that's gonna be my last name?" 
And then we went around and I was like, everybody tell me like what your An adjective, adjective would Okay, be. we have to do that right now. Does anyone, <laughs> oh, did, what did you say? Um, I said, I said sweet. So I was like, Darren, sweet. That sounds that good. Work, I know right? people with the last name sweet. I know a whole yeah. family of the sweets. Actually, I know multiple sweets. All right. Anyway, Issa, do you know what you would be? I'd probably just do loud. <laughs> I was that's- trying to think of. I was also trying to think of like a last name that's like one syllable and just like has a good because kind is like so good. Issa extrovert. <laughs> um, Jane, what's yours? But it would be it would be French. It would be like Issa extrovert. Ooh. Wow. Um, I would better. I would have to be something like uh, particular or like type A. Jane, Jane, particular. Jane, 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 uh, annoying. Jane, V, particular. (laughs) Um, Okay, we're getting off track. Uh, (laughs) The the only other thing about the movie I wanted to bring up was like, they very intentionally were like, we want to select music to find, quote unquote, the best music you haven't heard yet. Um, And they did a lot of bands based in New York, which is nice of them. Um, but that is, that is something I like also associate a lot with this movie is just being like, I don't know, just just everyone trying to act like they know indie music in mm-hmm. that time of my life. Yep. It, absolutely. I mean, that's like this movie, I think, was a huge impetus of me, how I became in high school where I was like, ah, I like this band is way cooler. Like you like whatever, like. Uh, I don't know, One Direction. There's this other <laughs> band called The Wanted from the UK who uh, also are kind of like them, but n- not as many people know about know them. them. Yeah, yeah. And like sometimes I would even judge based on like how many, because uh, Vivo was huge at the time, like on YouTube, mm. Vivo with all the music videos. And so I judge like by how many views their Vivo music video had. And if it had over a certain amount, I'd be like, oh, they're too mainstream. Stop, stop, stop. Um, Hell yeah. yeah. And I feel like that really started with this movie because it came out in sixth grade. And I was like, yep, okay. Well, good, because you can't you can't reject our podcast based on that because we're not going to break your we're extremely niche. threshold number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love yeah. okay. Jane, do you want to jump yeah. right in? Okay. <laughs> Nick, a teen from New Jersey, is depressed after a breakup and keeps making mixed CDs for his ex-girlfriend, Tris. Nora, whose dad is a famous record producer, goes to the same high school as Tris. She doesn't like Tris, but is connected to her through mutual friend Caroline. Although Nora hasn't met Nick, she knows of him and listens to the mixed CDs that Tris throws out. Nick's bandmates, Tom and Dev, convince him to play a gig in the city after finding out that their favorite band, Where's Fluffy, will also be performing at an undisclosed location. Tris, Caroline, and Nora are also planning to search for Where's Fluffy and end up at Nick's show. Tris bullies Nora, so she says she's there with her boyfriend, then goes up to Nick and kisses him, not realizing that he's Tris's ex. Yeah, that was a power move. I was like, dang, girl, nothing to lose. Yeah, honestly, kind of, it feels almost out of character for her, which is an exciting way to start the movie. Um, But yeah, it was very powerful. And I guess she was like, like, she was attracted to Michael Sarah, which is, I mean, okay. Sure. There is there is a little bit in this movie of like people not thinking Kat Dennings is hot, and then also yeah. like both of the girls, including the bitchy girl Tris, like 
both of them are obviously like still attracted to Michael Sarah, which is interesting for me. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, yeah. I was going to ask about that. Like, are we attracted to him? Like, personally, I'm I'm not, but I, I am a big fan of him. I think at that time in my life, like, I would have thought his personality was cute, but it would always have been like for his personality. <laughs> um, okay. Here's the thing about going to an all girls school <laughs> in high school is that like, you don't uh, have as much daily exposure to men. And so it's like whoever like you come into contact with is, is like, oh, are we going to be like, are we going to date? You know, yeah. like I did, theater, I did theater at the all boys school and like going back and wow. um, looking at pictures of, you know, the guys I uh, had crushes on. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. So he was the only one around. <laughs> And that's kind of how that went. So that's I feel true. him in that way. Um, but I think, you know, his personality is cute. And um, he was in a band. I was literally yeah, just thinking true, that. There's a true. band halo. Like if someone's holding a bass, you're like, oh, it's like immediately a little bit horny. And so yeah. yes, I do yes. get that. And there's also he's woke because all of his friends are gay. I love that. Yeah, that's such woke. a fun, weird detail. It's he like, it's not just that they have like a, a gay character, but like he's in a band that's known for having all gay members except him I guess mm-hmm. yeah I like I also like the detail I was just thinking of when you were saying like yeah they're all they're an all-girls school they can't contact any boys like there's a little detail that Tris is like oh yeah I met this guy who's just like following me around the mall <laughs> it's like and that like makes more sense now knowing that like they can't meet anyone so that's literally just how she like met the random guy that she brings along with her the rest of the night mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. fun oh that's so good that's so good okay um my cool music story which I didn't comment okay. on was that I also definitely tried to listen to cool music which is so funny because I'm so into the mainstream like I love mainstream same, everything same. and so like looking back on it now it it's sort of sad but makes sense like why I wasted all this time trying to find these bands that I probably didn't like and like but I will say I love Vampire Weekend and I and they made the jump from yeah indie to mainstream my my question was did you and your friends ever make mix CDs specifically because we are not the tape generation yes I did Mainly because my car didn't have, my car had one of those, like, um, I drove my dad's old Jeep from, like, the year 2000. That's so, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I still drive it when I go home. It still works. It's, I actually think that's is, so like, cool. <laughs> 21 years old. Yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, it, like, literally the, um, there's, we had, like, one of those things where it's, like, a tape that goes in that has, like, mm, a yes. audio jack. And I know so, exactly. Yeah. I had that, and then it stopped working, <gasps> like, halfway through high school or whatever. And so then I was, like, okay, I guess I'll burn CDs. And yeah, yeah. so I would burn CDs. I had, like, an external disc thing for my MacBook that I'd plug in, and I'd, I'd burn CDs from iTunes and stuff. Yep. And, Yep. My friends and I used to burn CDs for each other for our birthdays and stuff. Yep. It's like a really good birthday present. And, you know, that's that's what I listened to. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. I had a lot of mixed CDs, made a lot, gave them to my dad when I was trying to make him listen to the cool music that I didn't even really like. Um, <laughs> I know <laughs> this is not really related to me, but Adrian, previous guest and in my Friend BFF, she once made a mix CD that every other song was Hey Ya by Outkast. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Which I love. 
it's a pound of rocks. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like when you're trying different perfumes and then you just yeah, yeah. To, um sniff what is it coffee beans in between. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. You can, it's a palate cleanser. It's like hey yeah is like the baseline. Yeah. <laughs> And then you get all these other songs. Yeah, I remember you would like you can write on the CDs too. So I would oh, like draw yep. on them with marker. Mm-hmm. I re- I distinctly remember there's a CD that I burned at some point in my life that I wrote on there. Issa's party mix. Yeah, I I wish to God that I could find it and like that I need that track list and I like don't know what was on it's it. It's probably dope. Oh, we it's probably a, awesome. A religion class. I had to take religion class because I went to an all girls school and yep. we had a class project where we had to everyone had to burn a cd of the old testament <gasps> what? so we had like a list of like different old testament stories and stuff and we had to like, oh and then like put music to them put music to each what? one that's kind and of fun also a good them. creative project interesting yeah. <laughs> it was okay fun. all burned cds and then our teacher was like oh, now i know all this nice cool music oh my god that's me that's i'm your teacher um (laughs) i will say that these teens and everyone everyone in this movie is way cooler than i have ever been or ever will be and like they're very confident in in everything like there's no question of traveling like for me it's stressful to drive into the city and find parking we also don't see nor we don't see nora and caroline take the bus like that's very explicitly like left off because like that's not fun um you do see like tons of people driving around and it looks so cool and then also stuff just like getting to a venue and then they seem to have fake ids is that correct or did i make that up uh i think nora can pretty much go wherever but it seems like everyone else no it seems like everyone else just doesn't get carded oh and also i guess he's not their straight edge um but it just does seem like they can get around really easily and then they're they're like we're gonna drive into brooklyn like okay well that takes a little bit of time well i know there's like a lot of like especially places that also play music like in chicago we have like shuba's tavern or other places where um you can just I think anyone's allowed in uh, as long. But if you want a drink, you have to. Oh, yeah. You can't get a drink. Yeah. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. You're like they're kind of assuming you're 18 plus to get in. But like, just don't drink. Um, I do. You know, I was thinking about this, too, because like I think they're supposed to be kind of or at least Kat Dennings and um, Michael Sarah are supposed to be like sort of awkward. But like one thing I do like is that the characters have had previous relationships and have had like previous like history trying to figure out their sexuality that is like messy and like not yet finished because like that's more realistic they don't just like teleport out of nowhere like other teen movies um but you're right in that like some of it it's just like they're too confident like she just like goes up and kisses him I do think like that that is a very like (laughs) like fan fiction or like teen book premise it's like um I'm gonna pretend you're my boyfriend okay but but like but she almost then like was completely not awkward when she kissed him. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I have mixed feelings. I have mixed feelings about yeah that too. I, think I have mixed it, feelings it about starts, how good they are at it. Yeah, it starts like I feel like as kind of gimmicky, like you were saying. Um, but I also think I don't know in screenwriting, there's always like the producers always like, why today? Why now? Like, why mm-hmm. is this? You know? Yeah. Why is this story starting now and the way it is? And I feel like. For that to happen, the protagonist has to make like a choice that's unusual to what they would normally do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for Nora, like that was her why now was she was like, okay, I'm just gonna make this choice and do this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And cause Tris was just like being a bitch the whole day. My my Awful. question was, 
Um, did you have a uh, friend of a friend that you didn't like? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Because that, that's a funny dynamic that they do in this is that Tris is um, Caroline's friend. I that did not have that <laughs> boring that, answer. <laughs> no, that was that again. I got along with everyone. I think <laughs> from my end, I did. I didn't have a problem with anyone else. If people had issues with me, I didn't know about it. But um, so maybe I was a huge bitch. To <laughs> you were the. I Tris. doubt that. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I was. I, I don't think I was. Um, but no, like I was always um, the Tris. Exactly, I was the Tris, and so I would have like Nora's and Caroline's who did not get along with each other. Oh, and actual wait, or oh. you were the Caroline. Uh, yes, I. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yes, yeah. I was the Caroline, and I had Nora's and Tris's. Yes, I'm getting this triangle confused. I was the Caroline. <laughs> I I was Caroline, the friend who just got along with everyone and was like, "I love you, and I love you, and you two have issues with each other." Um, deal with it. It's my birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the only one who's supposed to cry. Yeah. I will say that just the aggressive, um, the aggressive nature of Tris and Nora's relationship is really foreign to me. Like having a girl that I knew well enough that I didn't like, and that was very, that we were just like very explicit about that is not something that I did. Like it was always passive aggressive or there was like, friendships that ended and then it was like we're done like it was never this yeah. like we're gonna just truly be I mean it sounds like Tris is just straight it's up like cruel mean. to Nora yeah, yeah. and Nora like kind of gives it back a little bit but uh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's I do think like it's interesting too because Tris doesn't have other friends so like she almost like still wants to be around like yes uh, I actually really like the dynamic this is should we should we get going? Should we yeah, go? Yeah, let's let's okay. do the next part because that's more of it. Yeah, okay. Caroline gets wildly drunk and Nick offers to take her and Nora home. Nick's bandmates show up, give Nora a different bra, and offer to take care of Caroline so that Nora and Nick can go find the Where's Fluffy show. They're being kind of cute, but Nick keeps talking about Tris and then eventually insults Nora, who punches him in the throat and leaves. When Caroline wakes up in the <laughs> van, she runs out thinking that she's been kidnapped. Nora comes back to help find her friend. First, they try Penn Station, where they miss Caroline by minutes. Next, they go to a club, where it's rumored that Where's Fluffy is playing. Nick and Nora are being cute again, but then Tall, Nora's sort of ex-boyfriend, shows up and steals her away. It turns out that Where's Fluffy isn't playing, and Caroline isn't there either. I love the line where they give her, uh, they're like, get rid of the uniboob or something. She's wearing a sports bra, and then they're like, it's a uniboob. And then they give her like a real bra, which is awesome. And it amazingly, they have a bra for Cat Dennings. These these gay men. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and honestly, as someone with tickle bitties, like finding a bra that does not give me like double boob is a miracle. I buy like specialty bras, and I'm sure she does too. I'm, absolutely. Yeah, I'm like, how do they have that? Yeah, yeah, there's no way. Like they could give me a bra, but like you know, anything bigger than my boobs, like gay men in a van aren't going to be able to satisfy that. So I remember being so, my boobs were so non-existent at the time that this movie came out that I had never worn a bra with underwire. And I don't think any of my friends had either. And so I remember being like, I remember watching this scene for the first time being like, I don't get it. Like that's (laughs) like how, I don't know how, how much I remembered like where my state of mind was at this scene, which is like, it's like, I think a good thing. Like it's so specific 
I think the only fault with it is that everyone keeps saying that like Kat Dennings isn't that hot. And I'm like, <laughs> at that age, I was like, oh my God, I wish I had boobs. I mean, <laughs> like, she's just like a so, supermodel. But yeah, I, I, she's I guess beautiful. I will say that Tris is shockingly skinny. And I'm wondering if the, this is sort of like, I don't think we would see characters like Tris necessarily in movies right now because of just like what the body trends mm. are. Like, I feel like Kat Dennings is still slightly out of the norm, which is obviously that it's psycho what I'm saying. You know what I mean? But um, like we also aren't on the opposite side of Tris, right, like right. super skinny. And so we, yeah, I, I think there was like some implication like and and it's funny because they like they Tris gets to do a lot of funny scenes that I think she plays really well where she's like wearing the lingerie yeah. in fantasy and stuff. Um, and she looks really young. I think she's like 22 in the movie, but um, but she they she just like looks really like a teen, which is great. But I think now like it's like oh, uh, in that scene they would have somebody looking like a supermodel and like, mm. very, like sexually mature. Or something. Yeah, there is some like nice realistic touches to to all throughout the film. Um, <laughs> what was too realistic for me was the vomit scene. I like fully hands <laughs> over eyes was. Gr- d- like nauseous it was I also so much that. just also you know who else is a great character who goes on a journey in this um that piece of gum <laughs> oh my god <laughs> caroline's piece of gum like literally uh... falls out of her mouth she pukes it out it's like you know she and kat denning share it at one oh, moment bleh. like they pass it that gum goes through like a whole thing. There's going to be a TikTok story now that's just Nick and Nora's infinite playlist POV gum. <laughs> and like, it's just like mostly dark <laughs> being like jostled around. And then One for a little it bit, it's like vomit. brown. And then it's like in the, gl- in the cup. And for a minute, you can see Nick and Nora talking over. Okay. Sorry. I'm not going to do that, but I wish I could. Um, there was a scene with Caroline and a guy who has a sandwich. Yes. Do- that scene is improvised by her. I was reading that oh. the actor, he's like famous. Um, yes, yes. He agreed to be in it as long as he didn't say anything. <laughs> and they were just like, go, And I, I guess. And she it's just. It's so funny. I think it's great. really cute and funny. <laughs> also a little unrealistic. Like these women are very confident, like, you know, being alone at, at freaking 2 a.m. in New York. Mm-hmm. Not my experience. It's also like she's very drunk, but still like functional. And I think like at that age, I had not had alcohol. And so I was just like, wow, like that must be what it's like. Yeah, the drunkenness is not realistic. <laughs> like she's she's um, vomiting yeah. and still drunk for like 10 hours. Yeah. My question was, who is the most likely person in your friend group to get lost? <laughs> and is it you? Honestly, it's me. It's me because I, uh, I'm i bad at directions. Um, yeah, even places I've been to before, I still will open up Google Maps, like, just to make sure. Um, I have no sense of, I have no sense of, like, if you plot me anywhere in Chicago, I, sometimes I'm like, I don't know where I am. Yeah. So yeah. I get lost. And a I lot feel of, and sometimes that. I'm late to stuff. I try to be early to things because I always get lost inevitably on the way. Yeah. I was going to, yeah, I was going to say like in our, like, I feel like when I was a teen, it was like the person who was always like running a little behind. So then people would be like, ah, oh, shit, now we're here. And like, we have to get her, like, no one would just like know where she is. 
<laughs> I don't have an interesting answer for this from high school because like all of my friends were pretty like we weren't Type A. yeah we weren't like I was not going to be confident to like go somewhere by myself but for our friend group now like Charlie our producer would absolutely just <laughs> go find someone playing the fiddle and like be there yeah. for four hours we would just have be, like, no what? idea where he is <laughs> um we're cooler now is what this I'm is also I was gonna say what do we think about tall um, I think he's uh, like right on, but it is like from <laughs> he's from like everything. He's from this is the end. This is the end. Tropic. He had just done Tropic Thunder. I've never seen that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he he is feels that yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He feels like pretty accurate for kind of like the the guy who's dating a high schooler, mm, who you're like yeah. that like that feels cool ish, and then like later when you're in college and you're like wait. This wasn't cool. Like, this was pretty gross. This was, like, gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that um, speaking to their the teenage girl's confidence and also, like, dating tall and stuff, I feel like Nora, being a daughter of a music producer, probably has been in situations like this many times. Yeah. And I feel like the reason Tris stays friends with her, even though there's animosity, is because Tris like wants that lifestyle. I think she's hanging mm. on to her to Nora's like coattails. Um, Caroline and Nora are actually friends, but I just feel like that's I don't know. That's why she's probably so confident walking around because she's like, yeah, I've been doing this shit since I was ten years old. You know, yeah. going backstage, getting shit faced, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. I thought she was able to play it off too that like, you know, she's pretty confident in that she's just like done this stuff before, but she's still like is like uneasy and like doesn't really know how to like say no sometimes to tall and like that that struck me as like pretty realistic like if he just like grabs her hand and pulls her around she's like okay I guess like that sort of like that was that was like a nice touch for me I thought they did well with that yeah and Um, the fact that their relationship is so long and like so ambiguous like that feels really realistic for like a young woman to be basically manipulated like an older older guy and like she never has an opportunity to see what it should be and like he can kind of guide everything and and then there's this aspect of like oh it's cool that he's older so i can see why that would be so um like enthralling and like hard to get out of totally Yeah, yeah. we love we love to talk about grooming on this podcast. (laughs) There's probably a lot of that on this. Grooming, (laughs) I know. I was gonna say like grooming. Grooming is like really hot right now in teen content. (laughs) Like this movie was ahead of the curve. Sadly, Um, I was gonna say before we move on, like this is where they first start to have Michael, Sarah, and Kat Dennings get to do like painful, awkward dialogue in the car, and like it just goes really well. I think like. I sort of ate up this type of dialogue when I was a teen and like wanted to be like her and try to talk like her, which I'm sure was extremely annoying. <laughs> but but it it is like now it's like a little it I guess maybe just because I've watched this movie a bunch of times, it's like a little less entertaining to watch. I don't know. I don't know how you how you guys thought about. I I think because I haven't seen this movie in so long, I was like really engaged, gotcha, and also gotcha. the a, a huge plus for me is being able to watch this movie. With my boyfriend sitting in my living room rather than on top of the washer, because like usually I watch our movies while I'm doing laundry, like and it's it's just not like a great experience. And so, oh my god, I, <laughs> um, punish Jane. Yeah. No, so I was like f- fully on board with the awkwardness, and like it, it didn't feel like I wasn't uncomfortable. 
No. Erin, what did you I, think about their dialogue? I thought, um, I mean, I, I thought, yeah, again, they were using like, you know, the Hoboken, no joking, <laughs> up to no good as just like, I don't know what to say. So I'm going to try to say something clever and cute because that's what teenagers do. Um, but I, I liked it. And I feel like, you know, uh, it was, I thought it was realistic. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was charming. Should we, should we go on yeah. to, to where they have more of it? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nora Lee. No, one of my, one of my favorite oh. like cute bits is, is like coming. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Nora leaves tall to go after Nick. She says they should search for Caroline at her usual puke spots. Tris sees them and follows after confronting Nora in a store where it's revealed she cheated on Nick their entire relationship. Caroline gives a cryptic message about where she is and Nora and the band find her at a drag show. Back at Nick's car, Tris is sitting on the hood waiting for him. Nick ditches Nora to drive Tris home and she sexy dances for him by the river. Nick thinks about how much fun he's had with Nora and fully drives away. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nora meets up with Tall but realizes he's more interested in her famous dad and leaves. The sexy dance part was hilarious to me. Like <laughs> I know. I think she I think she does so good in that scene. Yeah. It's really funny. She really commits. I, I feel like I'm sure actually that watching this now, I have more interest and empathy in Tris than I would have as a younger person and like seeing the dynamic between Tris and Nora at the convenience store or wherever they are is like they have this understanding of each other Mm -hmm. like they sort of nod at each other when they leave and it's just really interesting and and nuanced and like and just really good and um I think yeah yeah, something's something interesting is happening there that's like not always shown in movies yeah, I agree, and like I, I also spent some time at all girls school, Darren, and I think like the frenemy relationship is like always really interesting to me, and that's something that like they play off really well in this, and they don't now they just sort of like try to make it like gossip girl, I guess, which is that they have fights and then they don't, but here they don't ever actually like fight; they're just like having animosity back and forth, and that's more realistic. Absolutely, I, do I had think- a friend. I had a oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I do think it's like a little a little strange to say word on the street is that you never had an orgasm. Absolutely. I just don't know if like that, I don't, at, like at my point in time, I, people would just be like, whether you had sex or not, like they wouldn't even know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there are a lot of, a lot at that age, you wouldn't even know if, some people wouldn't even know if they had one, especially women. Like, yeah. Yes. A lot of men, boys, boys at that age don't know how to give one, and it's because they just don't know. So, or women don't know what they need to have one because they don't, you know. Yeah, because it's not. There's no sure. movies about it until yeah. now. Yeah. No, yeah. I totally agree. I, I, the, the, you didn't have an orgasm. Orgasm thing was like a little weird, and orgasm. it made me <laughs> orgasm. It made me feel like all of these girls at this uh, Catholic school or whatever are like very. Oh, like Advanced. experienced because <laughs> yeah. that absolutely would not be a thing that people talked about like no. at all. Um, but that being said, I did I did like it. Like I I like I like the line. journey. I just don't. Yeah, I think it could have been introduced in a different way. I like the journey. Speaking to the frenemies thing with all girls school, like I definitely felt that. Um, I have I had a group of four. There were four of us who were very close because we were like the four black people in my. 100 something 125 person class or something like that very white (laughs) school um but you know the four of us were friends because we were like we were all black and we were like in this very white environment together so we like all 
congealed together. And three of us are still really tight. Actually, one of us is um, getting, she got married last fall, but she's having her wedding and this November. And so two of us are bridesmaids. The other, the other girl is um, the maid of honor. Um, So very exciting. Yeah. Um, But then, so the three of us are still close. The fourth one, none of us talk to anymore because we all realized she was very much like a tryst and that we were like, she <laughs> not nice. Like oh. I would go back and think like, she said some not nice things to me. Like mm. she told me one time she was like, well, you know, no one wants to fuck you. And what? Like, <gasps> away from me. Like out of that's play psychotic. And Guys, that's psycho. People. Darren is very hot. <laughs> that, that is just like a psycho thing to say about someone. I was not as hot in high school i had really bad acne um, oh my god i don't i did we don't i i you, had that's very okay. i could we could talk about acne at another time but yeah <laughs> no but she was like mean to me and then like other people too like my my other friend who's the maid of honor she was like yeah like my aunt died and the other two of us came to the funeral and then the girl who the tris girl who was mean was like well i'm planning my birthday party so <gasps> like mm. random well you know what i mean like just like yeah did not care about us and was not nice and was like actively a bully yeah. and now has her own like startup that she's doing like <gasps> girl some boss. kind of like app startup thing and has Venmo requested all of us for money to no. donate to it. Yeah. Oh my no. God. As if we're still girlies. And I'm like, literally every winter we would come home and go to TGI Fridays to have dinner together and you would literally oh never God. come. Like she'd said she she'd say she was coming and then we'd look on our Snap story because we were using Snapchat still at the time. We'd go on our Snap story and like she'd be at someone else's house or like on a party bus or some shit. So, okay. No, I love this. I love this tea. I was going to say like, I foresee that future for Tris is that she's going to like try to have her own business and like, everyone's going to be like, oh, this girl's such a bitch. But (laughs) it's funny because again, when you're in that setting, just as I was saying before with, finding guys to date because you go to an all girls school. Yeah. Like someone like Michael Sarah is attractive because it's like, well, you know, he's not <laughs> he's not I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, no, it rocks like, that we're just like bad looking. He's tall. Tall is a big thing. He's tall. He's in a band yeah. and he's like kind of sweet. Um and so and you don't meet a lot of boys. So it's like totally. that's what that's there. And then same with like when you go to a small Catholic school, it's like there's only like a hundred people totally. in my class, so like I guess we're all we all have to get along with each other, uh, and then some of us will become friends, I guess. Uh, but then after you graduate and you go to college, you realize who you want to keep in touch with. Mm. Like there's only maybe ten people from high school that I actively still keep in touch with and make it a yeah. point to see when I go back home to DC, um, and go visit them where they live, because totally. the rest of them it was friendships of convenience. Yeah. I will say that we don't have to feel bad for talking about Michael Sarah because so many people want to fuck him <laughs> that like it's insane. Like okay, so many okay. people are into him like he's he's doing fine. Okay. okay. A few parts of the movie. Um the Caroline barfing in the same place. It 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 brought up the same question I sort of talked about earlier is like how cool are these people that they're going they're, they're in going high school they're much, going yeah. into new york so often that they're vomiting in the same place over and over it's also like it doesn't make sense that caroline would go all the way to penn station and then back downtown but that's okay yeah there it's was fine. some but but there i get it some, they like, showed off they showed off the city and then of yeah. course i do like that there's like judaism in this movie and that she talks about being <laughs> jewish it's like Takuna Long. 
mom. Yeah, it's cool. Yes, yes. I do yeah. li- I do like that. <sighs> I, I think that's a cute moment. I think one of my favorite bits in here is his friend just being like, hey, like, remember the Beatles? Like, they just want to, like, hold your hand. Like, it's about, like, just wanting to hold someone's hand. Okay, that's, Walter like, actually made a noise I, of disgust oh, no! at that. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say, I think that was my, that was, like, a good thing for me to hear in 08. You know, like, because when you're when you're a teen, sometimes people just like date boys for the wrong reasons. And like, I was going to ask if you or any of your friends ever dated someone you just didn't really like enjoy day to day or they didn't really enjoy day to day. Because and I can start. I had a story because I had a friend in high school in like maybe junior year. He and this girl were just like having all this drama. And he was just like sort of similar to Nick. He was just like chasing her all over Mm. and like doing all this stuff to try to like win her. And to the point where, like, he and I performed in, like, a talent show thing. Like, he played guitar really well. And he was like, can you sing this song? Because it's our song, like, for her. And I was like, but that's weird because I'm singing it with you. (laughs) (laughs) But he was like, we're going to sing it at the talent show. I'm going to tell her to be there. And, like, I'm going to look at her while playing the guitar. And, like, all this, like, stuff. And then when they were together, they didn't really seem to, like, enjoy each other and want to hold each other's hands. And so, like, that just, like, brought me back to being, like, that age and trying to be like what is like what Absolutely. do you do with like a boyfriend <laughs> I really relate to that because I, I really had, like that I, I like really wasn't ready to do anything romantic for a long time and like it gave me severe anxiety whenever I was in that situation and then for whatever reason I was comfortable with this one person who became my boyfriend in high school but we never knew each other like we weren't yeah. friends like we didn't we weren't comfortable together we just like made out and like it absolutely was like I just didn't know I didn't know what a relationship was at all, and so it's not that I disliked him, but I just truly didn't. Yeah, know you just who sort of was. like do the things exactly. But, like, I like, like this hold part hands. telling teens like, yeah, it's like someone you like want to. Oh wait, but it's funny because like we I remember us walking around our school was kind of like a donut, and like I remember us walking the <laughs> donut holding hands like performatively. <laughs> So, like, I did want to hold his hand. I want to hold your hand. So not everyone else see me holding your hand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I, uh, I don't know if, that, if I ever was in a situation like that, but I have had a lot of friends who are – I'm very comfortable being single. Like, I had a boyfriend for three years in college, um, but I'm very comfortable with myself and, like, just having fun and, and dating around. And, totally. Um but I think it takes you a while as a young person, I feel like it takes you a while to be truly comfortable with yourself, you know? So having a a partner with you, some people need that. It's like a comfort thing, Um, which is why, I don't know. I have some friends who are like serial monogamists who I have like are barely ever single. Like they'll go single for maybe two weeks after a relationship and then they're already seeing someone else. but they hate the person and they'll like date someone and it's like they complain about them constantly and I'm just like okay yeah uh you know you can get out of this situation right and also you know that but then they'd be like oh but then who am I gonna be with and I'm like no one Mm, yeah you date yourself I loved being single (laughs) yeah yeah I also just like you kind of see Tris like heading down that path because she just like wants to have like someone to bring to the shows and she's like angry that Nick's moving on and clearly the guy who followed her around the mall is just like some guy some dude <laughs> but I also uh, although like maybe they'll get along <laughs> Nora is someone who to me seems like Nora is starting to go the opposite way where she's feeling comfortable like in herself and doing her own thing and 
like especially her decision at the end where she was like oh I could either take a job working with my dad in the music industry or that's lined up for me or I could go to Brown uh, and go to school and that's her becoming her own independent person and that's great I feel like you have to you have to know fully who you are before you can like have a really meaningful partnership I think with someone else totally I wonder if she needs to know who they are too I wonder if Nora and Emma Watson ever had classes together in some okay. in some alternate universe where this <laughs> is real. Let's move on. Wait, no, I did have one. I had just one more oh, comment okay, okay. about this. Okay, so Michael Sarah, he's uh, he's a great actor, and one part I really liked was when he was watching Caroline dance. Like, I feel like he's really good at reacting to stuff. Like, you could really yeah. see everything in his face, and I almost feel like the montagey throwback to three hours earlier where they like showed Nora. Like, I almost think that wasn't necessarily because I really knew what he was feeling like I knew I knew exactly what was going on in his head and like he was sort of crying a little when he left I don't know it really touched me okay oh you mean you mean Tris dancing yes Yes, I like that scene I like that scene because Tris is like sort of dumb in her own way but she thinks she has everything under control yeah right she like doesn't but she feels I feel like she feels like it's falling out of her her grasp like she's like oh I gotta get it back I gotta get it back I know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna dance in front of the car and these were pre-Uber days these were pre-Uber days so he left on the side of a river like upsetting it's actually like not okay but um but it's awesome like I was trying to be like where are they yeah okay anyway okay let's go nora still has nick's jacket and phone and he calls her from a payphone to apologize nora drives them to her dad's studio crashing his car into a fire hydrant on the way and nick learns who her dad is nick plays a song for nora and then makes her come really hard caroline and the (laughs) bandmates learn where where's where's fluffy is playing and text nora everyone reunites at the show including tris and tall Tris yells at Nick for leaving her, and Tall tries to pull Nora away. Nick and Tall get into it, but Deb's boy toy steps in to headbutt him. Nick and Nora leave, missing the show so they can be together uninterrupted. Amazing. Great ending. It's Sorry, r- I'm just thinking about how I have to fight Walter for not liking the I want to hold your hand. <laughs> you can, well, Walter, like, he he's is gonna shit on me. Nick. Like, he, he's gonna, like, shit on me for that. And I'm gonna be like, no, it's a good message for teens in OA. I think he was just <laughs> laughing because about the, the Beatles reference. Because, like, Walter <laughs> does think he's, like, very alt. Um, but I do think, but I do think that is something that these characters would be like, the Beatles, man. Yeah. Okay. I will say one thing that I realized watching this movie, and honestly, I already knew. I don't really like music this much. Like, I like music, but like, I do not like music in the way that these people do. Like, sure, I, sure. I also would be so tired, so tired. Oh my God. We stayed up until like one last <laughs> night, and I'm like, it's stressing me out. And they were up okay. all night. I do think like the them like being able to go out for the sole purpose of like pursuing a mystery location and not knowing where you're going to end up I would never be able to do that but I do think like you know like that's the dream as a teen that you get to stay out late in a cool city like watching a band you like but I I just the mystery aspect like cannot I cannot deal how do they make money I would need like a sack of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches like to energize me throughout uh, the day. My question, my question was if you brought a guy to your father's workplace or either of your parents' workplaces, where would you have them finger you? you have to, <laughs> oh my God, you have that's to awesome. select the location. Okay, I can go first. Um, my father is retired. It doesn't have to my, be your father. Whichever My mom is, is a librarian. 
<laughs> so there's like a lot of places. I mean, I guess the stacks <laughs> is like, you know, the hottest, you know, just like pushing over books, I, I guess. <laughs> and then there's also some like study rooms, but like they have glass walls and I would like a little more privacy than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, Darren, don't sign wow. off. Don't leave. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm here. I'm here. Um, and it's I, like, okay, this wait, is a nice time. My, no, no, you're good. You're good. I was thinking about mine. Okay, so my dad. Um, so my dad works for the federal government. Okay. Um, he great, works, great start. Yeah, in D.C., he works at um, for the U.S. Department of Education. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's the director of risk management. Um, oh. Yeah. So he, uh, his office. I haven't been there actually since. Um, I think high school, because like after a certain age, he was like, hey, you're like an adult, so I can't bring you in here anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because That's like true. you uh, well, I, I, I can't, you can't hear the secrets of the <laughs> right, Department right. of Education. And I'm like, literally, okay, it's the Department of Education. Like it cannot <laughs> be, what are you talking about? Like student loans? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like what's the big deal? But anyways, um, so but if I did bring the person there, I'd probably go, oh, where's like a secret spot? Oh, nowhere really, because it's the government. Um, <laughs> maybe like under a desk or something. I remember when, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. when I was little, my dad actually kept um, a sleeping bag in his office for when I would come to work with him as like Aww. a little kid. And, yeah, and I would have a sleeping bag and I'd sleep under his desk while he worked. That's cute. I will say that there yeah. are secret spots, but like so you, you can, don't know about them. Like exactly. graduate from sleeping under his desk to getting fingered under his desk. Um, I was going to say, I... I actually realized as you were saying that, that, yeah, the last time I visited a parent's office in general, my dad's office was like probably in high school because like when you're an adult, they can't just bring you. Um, so I do remember when I was in like junior year, uh, my dad, my dad's worked for Coca-Cola for a long time. Um, and so when I was in junior year, whichever Coca-Cola office it was, they did have like a mini, like not museum, but like a mini like exhibition, mm-hmm. like hallway <laughs> on the first floor that just had like different like coke from like around the world um like vanilla coke from japan or something you know like all these like different types of the the ones that were like discontinued ah, so it would probably yeah. be like somewhere in there with all the like different like would you involve products. coca-cola no well we <laughs> would like try burn, to steal right? yeah like the, we would try to steal it was, it was a place that I, I was people were always like oh can you like try and like steal like one of the new products and I'd be like, no, like they don't make it there. They just like do business. Like they don't, they don't like, <laughs> it's not the factory. That's like a different place. Yeah. I will say that it's really cool that the sexual like moment of this movie is just him making her come and that's it. And oh, that's like their dream. After we, after we watched the scene, I was kind of like, oh, they had sex. And then Walter was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, wait, no, they, they didn't. Like, I don't think they had sex. Like he fully no. just. You know, and I was like, that rocks because so often in movies, they characters do have sex and then it's seen as just like everyone comes and like we're so happy and like this feels so much more. I mean, I it's a little unrealistic that a stranger would make her come, but like it's so sweet. I don't know. It's so much cuter that they hook up and they're sort of in the middle of hooking up. I mean, I assume maybe if they had stayed there longer, maybe they might have had sex. But, like, there's no, there's also no argument about, like, Nick being like, oh, but I didn't come. <laughs> like, they're just like, okay, bye. <laughs> Let's go see where's Fluffy. 
<laughs> I was gonna say uh, this part of the movie. Well, all of it, but a lot of this movie is also just them running around the East Village, which I now feel very proud to know some of the places they're at. Um, and then I was gonna say I do like in the ending when they're like, we didn't miss like he, we didn't miss it like this is it like we're just gonna go like have an adventure together, which yeah. is just like him driving her home. Like, I mean, I, I really like that. It's a little cheesy, but it's so like I just agree with that message so much, and it's so it's something that's so hard to recognize in general that you're the what you're doing right now like is your life. Like there's so much planning of like what I'm going to do later, but working out or watching TV or like going grocery shopping, like that's going to make up most of your life. So and go <laughs> driving home from New York City, like that's your life. And like chasing your lost friend around. Like I do feel like there I didn't give enough credit to like there's just so much as a teen when you do start going out, like you don't understand how to do the logistics and people are bad about plans. And so there's so much of like in college especially like so much of time was just spent figuring out how we will find each other that's <laughs> like, true it's just and, but it, it was fun in its own way it was funny and fun in its own way and bar hopping too i mean i just remember like when things oh when bars started opening up again this year like this spring um from covid there was one night i think in april or may my friends and i were trying to go out and all the bars had like capacity limits and so we spent all night walking around um i live in wrigleyville so near like the cobb stadium uh just walking around wrigleyville rock walking around boys town um and just trying to find a bar that would take us and it was like 11 o'clock and we weren't getting in anywhere and we were like okay but this was like this was our night our mm -hmm. night was walking around weed is legal here so walking around <laughs> yeah walking, talking chatting with each other um and then eventually ending up back in my apartment and hanging out but it was just fun it's you know so nice. and that's life yeah. you know it's not it's getting to where you're going so yeah. deep but like said, it's true that being said uh if i was nora i'd be like i just ran all over the city looking for <laughs> the band um we gotta watch at least one song okay yeah yeah, yeah 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 also, like, fuck this band. Like, whatever. I don't like that. I can't. This is I I'm don't like, like I don't like, I don't like that aspect. Okay. I, would never I would never chase the band. One thing I wanted to discuss <laughs> is this sort of implied start of their relationship right before they graduate from high school. Or, or not even. I, I was just wondering what you think their future is. And they sort of have this discussion of, like, we're going to go to college an hour away from each mm -hmm. other. And normally I've made my position very clear that you should not stay in a relationship when you go to college. And so for me, the way I view this for them is that they like keep in touch for a short time and then fall out of touch and go to college and have great lives. I agree. I think that they, I think they try to make it work for like the first semester. I think the first yeah. semester and then they come home for Christmas and then they talk. And they're like, hey, like, you know, in New Jersey. And they're like, oh, you know, I'm, I met this other person and it's okay, but it's nice that I have you. And I think yeah. they will always be the friends who, um, if they're both single at winter break, they'll hook up. Yeah, oh, yeah. I agree with Maybe that, after actually. college, you know, working in the music industry. because he, Tis he the damn a, season. Right. Vibes. Tis the damn season. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, <laughs> I love that album. Me too. He, um, he's you know wants to be a musician he's going to berkeley and then she will 
ostensibly take over for her dad or start, you know, go to college first and then do that job that has, she has lined up. So I think that in music industry circles, they'll still know each other post-grad. Mm. So I yeah, and they'll be like, like, yeah, we knew each other since high school. Yeah. yeah, and at least staying good friends, if not like getting back together. But I think being in college long distance is not the move. Yeah, I actually, I agree with you, Darren. And I actually, I actually think that like they have enough of the same interests and they're in the same geographical areas so much that my prediction is actually they would be like on again, off again, hooking up for like a long time mm-hmm. before they like find actual like Partners Nora, but like, what if Nora and that? Emma Watson like get together? <laughs> like that could happen. Okay, should we wrap up? <laughs> I have one more question, and it sort of is—it yes. is in like a wrap-up mode, which is: yeah. okay. Do boys and girls? Sorry, mm. gender binary, but like, do boys like this movie as much as girls? Do we think? Mm. Hmm. I think if they're into music, yeah. then Nora is like a manic pixie dream girl oh. to that kind of boy. I think, yeah, I right? have a cousin who's a guy and he loves this movie, but he also, he loves the soundtrack oh. and he's also, my cousins again are from New Jersey and so they love New York and they ha- love hanging out in New York. So it's like, ah, it's an homage to the city. I think that New York City is a character you know, <laughs> in the film. So it's like New York and music and it's like a vibe. I feel like the movie, the whole yeah. movie is just like a vibe. A vibe, I yeah. Think girls yeah. like it for like the reasons you were saying like, oh, it's a sweet relationship and like he makes her calm, which is awesome and you don't <laughs> see that much. You know, like those reasons and I think guys are just like, yeah, it's a vibe and the music's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and if you're a music-loving guy, like the scene where he gets to go into her dad's office and like pick up the guitar, like I think that that is just like, you would love to be in his shoes mm-hmm. in that moment. That's yeah. true. I, I, I would love to know, uh, our many, many listeners of diverse genders, please weigh in so we can get like a nice statistical. That's true, yeah. Uh, maybe, we should do, maybe we should do a poll. Yeah. <laughs> you have to identify your gender and then tell us if you like this movie or not. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I'm done. Okay, we've come to the end where we're going to answer three questions. And Darren, you can go first. Uh, The first is, is this movie good or bad? Oh, it's great. It's not good. It's great. Agreed. That's a great answer. I think it's awesome. And I think we've talked about why. It's just, it's so, it's so awesome. I agree. I forgot to say this movie is a tight 90. Yes. Hell yes. Incredible. We all just came. Okay. (laughs) Now, the second question is. Do you like this movie? I yes, I like this movie. This it's I think one of my essential teen movies. I also really liked it. I I think I liked it more now and I feel like I understood it more now and it made me feel really good. I mean, I still feel extremely uncool, but not in not even in a negative way. Like I know that this is was a dream for me that never happened and never will but I I still felt really good coming out of this movie I think I have watched this movie too much at this point (laughs) like I I think I this was like too many rewatch this is one too many rewatches for me but I I really do like this movie I think that like because I knew everything that was gonna happen already it was hard for me to like sit still this time yeah but it's it's sort of rare that you know uh we do like a movie on this podcast so Okay, the third question is, what type of teen do you think this movie is for? Um, I think that this is definitely for a music-loving teen. I think it's for um, 
a teen going through a transitional period in their lives. Like, I think this mm. is not a middle of high school movie. This is like, you're about to go to college, you're figuring out who you are. Um, and I think it's, it's for uh, a teen who one day wants to move out of their small town or move out of their suburb and go to the city. That's a really good answer. That's okay. That's better than any answer I've given for any episode. Um, Walter said this movie is for emo boys and normal girls, which I really liked. So I'm just going to stick with that. Uh, I am a normal girl. I think like a wide variety of people would enjoy this. And then I also think that like this would be a good movie to watch with like a teen and like the whole family because like it's. It's like wholesome message and like there's like some fun shenanigans, but no one is like too insane. And also like you could talk about like relationships. Except for the orgasm scene. Everyone would have to like go get a snack. Oh, yeah. I would go get a snack. Yeah, that's true. I forgot. Oh, oh, well, it's kind of I do like that they show just the like the level. The sound level. That's cute. (laughs) It's funny. Um, uh, Darren, when you're not watching this, what are you watching these days? Okay, y'all, I've really gotten into Spanish period dramas on Netflix. Ooh, interesting. Spanish as in from Spain, like Spaniard. Spain, Um, yeah. And so I just wrapped watching one. It's called Velvet. Um, And basically it's set in the 50s in Madrid, and it's about a – a high fashion like department like one of those departments where it's like Harrods or something but yeah. it's called Velvet where like they make um like couture dresses where like the ladies come in and they select a dress they want and they fit it to their measurements and everything but it, the yeah. main story is about like um the heir to the first episode the guy who owns it kills himself and so his son is like the heir to the company and he yeah. his lifelong been in love with a seamstress who grew mm. up in the store because her she was orphaned and her uncle worked at the store and raised her also the people who work at the store live in the basement of the store whoa so yeah uh so everyone <laughs> lives all the seamstresses all the salespeople live on the basement um and then there's the rich people who like run the store so you you know it's kind of upstairs downstairs in a way yeah. but the seamstress who grew up in the store she grew up with the little boy who's the heir and they you know had a secret love and then he has to marry this other rich girl because her, the the company's in financial ruin that's why the dad killed himself so he has oh, to marry man. this other woman christina who he doesn't love and he loves anna the seamstress and it's just about it's four seasons every episode's like an hour and a half oh. but so much happens <laughs> oh, and it's just incredible God. and it's it was it was amazing um so that was velvet and then now i'm watching this is only one season 45 minute episodes so not as bad it's called la cocinera de castamar which is the cook of castamar and it's set in also in madrid in the 1720s um but it's also like an upstairs downstairs thing where there is castamar is this palace and then the duke has fallen in love with the cook um hence the cook of castamar and but he's expected to marry this other rich woman who got pregnant by this other, the Marquis. Mm. And meanwhile, King Philip V randomly is in it and he's crazy. Okay. Um, There's always a Marquis. I would, yeah. The Marquis I would is evil. Watch, I have to be honest, I don't know what a Marquis is. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's a like a Duke or Duke. something. <laughs> no one knows what it is. <laughs> yeah, the Marquis is evil, but he like impregnates the woman and is like controlling her because like her father died and left her destitute. So he's like paying off her debts 
So she's indebted to him and he's going to use her as a pawn to control the Duke. Um, it's very convoluted. All of it, it's like telenovelas, but it's- right. I wish I was hot enough to be used as a pawn. to control control the duke same it's good guys believe in yourselves we could all be hot enough to be used as pawns yeah that's been my that's been my kick though guys it's like they're so melodramatic they're so fun and i also feel like uh i'm doing my duolingo for the day without doing my duolingo for the day Mm. (laughs) that rocks um i finally started shit what's it called the white lotus thank you i loved it i've been so okay I used to talk about all of the stuff I watched and now I don't have time to watch, but um, loved it. Can't wait to watch more. And then I watched an episode of F Boy Island and Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just not like I'm just no. not made for that type of reality show and kind of reality shows in general. Like I I don't poo-poo them, but like for whatever reason I just can't sit sit through them and that one in particular it's, also- it's the romantic ones are like super uncomfortable and cringy and just weird. F Boy Island is also like very like high quality like cinematography. I mean, it's like HBO. Like weird, yeah. It's like weird that they make it like very beautiful. I mean, I did watch. I don't know. I, That's I did not enjoy... how I want a reality show. Yeah. I don't know. I it's, enjoyed it's... the one episode. And I probably what I will do is like once they're all out is like I'll read what happened. And that's my problem with all reality shows is like I just kind of want to go read what happens. Read what happened. Um. I oh I, I can talk about what you and I watched. Oh yeah. Doing, which is that. Um, we went and watched Old on Friday night. And I our saw producer- it on Wednesday. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Yes. Okay, yes. Well, um, we we also uh, I knew that our producer Charlie was coming, but he didn't tell anyone except me. So then he just like came in and sat beside us, which was really funny because Nate was like, "Who is this? Like coming into our like row in the movie theater?" And then he left um, halfway through, and he went to the other side of the theater and sat by himself. Yeah, he was like, "I'm feeling a little claustrophobic," and I was like, "Sitting next to your friends," and then he left. <laughs> um we love you charlie um had a ton of fun it was like the perfect so we went to see it at um village east theater which is like pretty small the theater they gave us was also like very small it was like half a movie theater and they um there were only a few people in there and we were all just like laughing openly (laughs) at the screen (laughs) when when anything ridiculous happened it was just like exactly what i wanted i think yeah Um, especially the rapper mid-sized sedan oh (laughs) What a what a name. That that I felt bad that I felt bad for. Yeah. And like half his lines are like Damn. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Poor guy. Yeah. I didn't like that movie, but I did have a good time. <laughs> and I will say that we accidentally this is my fault. We accidentally went to the wrong Angelica Theater and we I got nachos and an empanada and then we like tried to go in and they were like, Oh no, you have to go somewhere else. So we then we just like scarfed down our nachos and empanada and like went to the so we went to the right theater. So we just like ate nachos before the movie. Did you Darren, yes. did you like old? I okay. I like M Night and I thought yeah. this was one of his um his mid level movies. Like okay. I, sure, sure. Unbreakable is my favorite movie by him and I really love the village. But I, I like the village so much yes. more than this. Yeah, yeah. And this was okay. Um and it wasn't his concept. It was based on like a graphic Yeah, graphic uh, novel. Yes, novel. Yes. So but I mean I thought the acting was really good. I thought it was very interesting seeing people age rapidly and seeing like, oh yeah, like the woman with the calcium Spoiler alert. Yeah. The calcium deficiency and like literally her bones like went crazy. And it's like, yeah, I guess like that is what happens if you're not doing calcium over 
quote-unquote years. Yeah, there were some fun actors in it. And I also, um, I think I enjoyed watching the kids the most just mm-hmm. because we love teens, Jane. Yeah. <laughs> Jane and I were like leaning over looking at each other when they when they have sex for unexplained reasons. They're just, <laughs> They're just, just hanging playing. out. I have a question, Issa. Okay, in the very beginning okay. of the movie, there is a cute Asian boy who is friends with the white French. boy. Did yeah. you did you look over at me and say it's us? No, did I make I was that up? Over you because no, I thought I looked over at you and said that because it was something about the teens. Okay, I remember saying that, but it was something about like the kids and like the teens. Okay, sorry, I made Not that up. The boy. <laughs> I thought that there was a moment between the You're cute saying- Asian boy and the white boy where they were like doing something in particular. Like it could have been, and us. you were like it's us, and I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Would you like to? Would you like to say what our upcoming movie is? Our upcoming movie is Chemical Hearts, starring Lily Reinhardt. Lily Reinhardt from Riverdale. But Darren, thank you so much for choosing this movie. It's so rare that we truly enjoy the movie that we watch for this podcast. Oh. Um, So I really sincerely thank you. Oh, you're very, very welcome. (laughs) It was lovely. Thank you for allowing me to come on and speak about it. Um, Oh, my gosh. We had so much fun. And for for all your New Jersey connections and Catholic school. And acne. We have New Jersey, D.C., and acne in common, at least. (laughs) Um, Would you like to plug anything? Yes. um, So I'm in uh, three shows at the Annoyance Theater if you're in Chicago. Um, I'm in a show called Fire and Beer that happens on Saturdays. It's an improv show. I'm also in a show called System of a Clown that's on Friday nights and Saturday nights. <laughs> yeah, it's like System. we come out to System Cute. of a Clown music. And it's um, like a bunch of us doing solo sketch stuff, like cool. characters, songs, everything. And then I'm in a show called Dick Wolf Improv that's on Saturday nights. That is um, exactly how it sounds. It's an improvised episode of Law and Order. That's so awesome. awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If I that, yeah, that sounds if I lived in DC or I mean Chicago, Chicago sorry. If, yeah, if I am Chicago. in Chicago anytime soon, I will come see your show. But yeah, I I'm there every weekend, like every Saturday for sure. I'm in a Sweet. show. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Everyone go see Darren. Everyone go see Darren. Um, thank you. That was under the bleachers, our podcast about teen content. We would love if you hit that subscribe button whatever way you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and leave a review and please share us with a friend. And with a teen, you can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at at bleacherteens. Also subscribe to our Patreon to kick us some support, especially if you can't get enough and want some added perks at patreon.com slash underthebleacherspod. Okay, we will see you next time under Under the the bleachers. bleachers.